Welcome, welcome. You know what I'm getting ready to say. This is Yaya Diamond. I am your host, and this is Dream Chasers Radio. So listen, we got great shows coming up. And then, of course, you've been tuning in all week to the shows. We even had a special show for rap music, which I went over some of the rappers who were sending music in. So next year, when we have our 24-7 radio station, which I am looking for podcasters, I'm looking for shows, I'm looking for music, I'm looking for stuff to put up on my 24-7 radio station. It's called realradio247.com. And basically what that is, is it's a show about you. It's a show about me. It's a show for you and for me. I'm going to be listening to it too, because I have different podcasters coming on and different people coming on talk shows and things like that to tell us about what they do and how they do it and maybe even some health shows and i mean there's gonna be a bunch of stuff i'm just excited about the whole thing so you guys need to be tuning in soon it's going to come on in january also we have adopted the new system here on dream chasers radio so that you're listening to us every monday through friday at 8 p.m eastern standard time you know I am so excited about this next guest because this book, it's, it's just the title of it, Selling Change, is just, I want to buy it. <laughs> I want to buy Selling Change. I want to welcome to the show Mr. Robert E. Smith, the writer of this book, the author. Welcome to the show. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, man. No problem. Let, let me ask you a question. The title. I love it. How did you come up with that? Uh, Great question. So the, so I was kind of, so a little bit about a little bit of background. So I've kind of worked in the change management space for in various capacities for my entire career, studied it a bunch at school and, you know, had a chance to kind of learn from, you know, the gurus in the field, so to speak. And, um, so when I, you know, when I started thinking about what, what do I call kind of this book that kind of represents both kind of best practices and change management and uh, change leadership, as well as my own personal experiences in that journey and in that career space, mm-hmm. I was trying to think about what, what was the term that kind of encapsulated all of that and selling change. Uh, was kind of the the phrase that kind of encompassed that because what we know about really um, well-positioned and really excellent change leaders is that they kind of, they sell uh, change to their organizations, right? And so it's not, but not in that kind of, you know, kind of shady or, you know, feel like I'm getting one over on you type of sense, but more in the sense of I'm making a pitch this is what is included in this. This is how it's going to benefit you. This is how it's going to benefit the organization. This is how it's going to benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you ready to buy into this vision for the future? And so that's what selling change is really about. It's really how do you get people committed to uh, making changes in their workplace and not just doing it because they've been told to do it, 
but doing it because they actually like the ideas and want to see that you want to see that transformation happen for themselves and for their for their organizations that they spend so much time in because as you as you well know yeah yeah i mean we 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 go to work and you know we spend hours and hours of blood sweat and tears um you know with this with our work families and so we want that to be a transformative experience and a place that we enjoy going and at least you know at a very bare minimum tolerate going uh as opposed to uh something that we just kind of have to do and so selling change is really about that concept of how do we get people to the place where if something has to be changed they're not just doing it because they have to they're actually doing it because they kind of like the ideas. They kind of like the future direction. So that's what that's about. I like that. I like that. Now, look, I've, I've, I'm on your website. What I mm-hmm. see different is, it's okay, I see the normal, okay, pricing and features and about and, and consulting and support. But what I see different is free tools and resources. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I went on there because that's the changeshop.com, thechangeshop.com. I went on there and I, I immediately clicked on the free tools and resources because people love free tools. It's like free. Okay. Who doesn't like free? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Come on, free. You right. know. So I'm here at Rate Your Change. You have an app. You have um, template, templates. You have um, mm-hmm. a budget plan. And you also have the book. Tell me, why did you do this? Why did you add this free tools and resources page when most people just don't do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. Couple of reasons. One, you know, quite, you know, quite transparently, is for branding, right? When people think about organizational change and the tools that they need to make that happen and make that effective, whether you're an internal consultant, whether you're a team lead, you're a project manager, whether you've got, uh, whether you're an independent consultant and you've got some organizations that you're working with irrespective of, you know, kind of where, where you're at along that spectrum, I wanted, my vision for the change shop is that, that it really becomes kind of the go-to resource for people that need to change and transform their organizations, period. And so if you purchase a subscription and sure, I could talk about, you know, our subscription packages and all that fun stuff. Great happy <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean like obviously you know that that's a benefit uh for for myself and my team but if you don't i want you to use the ideas because there's a lot of great ideas and materials and thought that went into this over my you know nearly 20 years of experience plus all of the the folks that i kind of got um inspiration from those are baked in those ideas are all baked into this kind of holy grail of how do you make organizational change a reality. So even if you never purchase anything, but you you go into the app store and you download the you download our free app and you use that, you may use it only one time. You may use it for every one of your projects. But I want that tool to be a resource. I want that to be there and available for people so right. that when you think about organizational change, you're thinking about the change shop. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need to hold that stuff close to the vest. I want to get that out into the world. And, you know, I'm a big believer of, you know, kind of whatever you put out there is right. it'll come back to you in kind of a more positive form. And so if I'm if I'm kind of giving away a little bit of uh, pieces of ourselves and our work, then, 
you know, I, I have uh, full hope that, you know, and, and belief that, that that'll come back in a positive way. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Wow. Wow. That is such a, you know, that is so thought. You, that, that's got so much thought into it. A lot of people just, they, they, they rush. It's, I think it's a rush thing, you know. How long did it, did, mm. I mean, how long did you, did you take to actually get this from beginning to end thought out and get this whole thing up where you want it to be because like okay so people put it out and then they work on it gradually did you do that or did you wait Ooh, that is a great <laughs> you asked some very great questions that's a wonderful <laughs> question Thank and you. i will i will say that that's actually it's a combination of both mm. i mean the, the chain shop really represents and and i invite you to take a look at the blog as well but mm-hmm. um there's kind of there's some there's one of you know one of the personal stories on there but about my journey but a lot of this so kind of going back to my my grad school days when I first started looking at organizational change as a career career field, um, one of the things I was thinking about uh, and kind of prompted this initially was this fear of losing one's job, right? If you really kind of take it back and, you know, they, you know, I had experiences with my parents and, you know, they, them being out of work uh, for, for some time. And so, there's some real fear there. Um, and one of the things that I was always interested in is what does that do to an individual? If you, if you think that, you know, you might have to, you might be out of work for, uh, for some period of time and not be able to receive, you know, either that paycheck or that, you know, that you're kind of relying on, what does that do to you? What does that do to your psyche? What does that mean for you? And so that's really, I mean, if we kind of go all the way back, that was uh-huh. kind of the impetus for what got me started kind of doing this research and thinking about these topics. And so I kind of, from there, I kind of layered on, okay, what does this look like in an organizational context where mm-hmm. you may have a workforce that at the end of this transformation effort, be it a you know, maybe it's a merger with another organization, maybe there's offshore uh, outsourcing, maybe it's technology that's replacing um, someone's role. But if those things are kind of coming down the pike, and those are very legitimate fears for large portions of our workforce today, what does that mean for how that organization needs to change and what the leaders need to be thinking about to get those people engaged? And so I call it a little bit of the holy grail of change management, but I was really looking at, when I started doing my dissertation research, I was really looking at this question of, if you could get that group of people engaged, the people that are nervous, they're concerned, I might lose my job. If you could get those people engaged in an organizational change effort and still have them committed to and believing in it, then you've, you've cracked the organizational change code, right? You found yeah. the holy grail because Definitely. if those people are committed to it, then everyone, everyone else just will kind of will be equally, if not more so committed to it as well. And so that's, that's a little bit of my journey. And then from, from that path, I just really kind of took a look, I, I started working, you know, joined the workforce, uh, worked for Accenture for a number of years, and, uh, and really kind of was, was in the trenches with organizational leaders, and helping them kind of think through uh, what, um, 
you know, what does change look like for their organizations and helping them shape that and craft some of the messaging around it and things like that. Um, and so then, you know, kind of slowly layering in that experience as well as kind of the, the theoretical, more academic models and then saying, okay, what's the best of each? And, um, and then eventually I got to a point where I had enough data where I was like, oh, I can kind of operationalize this and kind of build a platform on top of this that kind of brings all of those things together. And we've got some real world live data from people that are actually either experiencing these changes or have experienced them. And then we can do some benchmarking. We can kind of tell, show others kind of the path of how to get from point A to point B. Mm. Um, so, it, so it was a lot of things that went into it. But from, but from the platform that you see today that, you know, globally, we have a number of global clients. The platform you see today, it only, that was about a two and a half, three year journey to kind of get it from idea stage of like, I was just thinking about something to working with, you know, kind of my programming team to actually getting that in a platform where anyone on the globe can kind of touch that and access it and things. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, talk about details, talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, being, being on point. I mean, Goodness gracious. When you when you started this or when you started thinking about this, what what hit you? Because I mean, think about this. I mean, really, really think about this. You have everything lined up. When did you know that you were like this, that you were this kind of a person, that you were the kind of person that could line things up like that? Because that just it, it just I think it just happens naturally to people when they get to a certain age, they just figure it out. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> that's a, another great question. I, the, the short answer is I've always been a nerd, uh, a blurred, <laughs> if you will. Like, uh-huh. so i my brain just kind of always worked in that fashion. And to me, it always, you know, from, you know, really from before even higher education, from the time I was a little kid, I was always trying to figure out how do, how do things work? You know, why do people operate the way they do? Why do people make the decisions the way they do? And so because my undergrad is in psychology and, and cultural studies. And so, you know, those are the questions that, you know, even as, you know, a young man, you know, entering college, like those, these are the types of things I was trying to get answers to these questions. And so for me, that was, that was really, that's just been part of my DNA is kind of, answering these kind of people related questions Mm -hmm. and then also kind of how do you bring some structure to that so that you can take that information and not just have it in a way that it's like okay great now I know that but you can actually operationalize that information it's like okay now I'm now that I know that I can do x y and z or we can move in this direction given what we know and so for me, and that's kind of that, you know, I have a little bit of a split personality in that sense, because like there's part of my brain that's very much, you know, kind of, and always has been very people focused, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, what makes you tick? Like why, you know, what, what makes you interested in what it is that you're interested in, those types of things. And then I've also had a, an, another side of me that's always been very operationally focused. So, so it's like, you know, that's kind of the business side of me. So it's like, you know, how do, you know, how do we, you know, turn this into, you know, kind of an opportunity? Um, how do we turn this into a business opportunity? And so really, in a lot of ways, the chain shop kind of represents the synthesis of those two things. 
And, you know, we were building this on the, you know, kind of on the backs of, you know, kind of the tech boom that was, uh, that was going on where you've got, you know, kind of AI being this huge driver in the market. And you've got organizations that are saying, hey, like I, I'm sitting on all this data. There's all these things that are happening. I have, you know, 100,000 people in my workforce. I've got 20,000 people in my workforce, um, you know, and each of them have their own story. Um, how do I mine that? How do I get their perspectives? And so part of the, so literally, I mean, if you think about it, it's the, the, trans, the chain shop as a platform is really the transition between both of those sides of, you know, my brain in a way, because it's like, how do we get feedback from people that are experiencing something in their workplace? And then how do we translate that, that into data that we can action and make decisions about? And that's really what the core of the platform is about. Oh, sweet. Now, I'm going to ask you a really cool question, because I think that this really, you know, you have like, okay, the, the chain shop is, is a chain shop. So I'm thinking, too, like, how much did this change you? Because, I mean, as we go through life, we change, right? But when we write something mm-hmm. about change or we do something or something happens in our own lives that changes us, that it, it changes our path, it changes our direction. How did this change you? That's a very good question. Again, um, <laughs> I think, uh, so I think it changed me in a couple ways because this, the change shop really represented my transition into an on a tech entrepreneur right i mean for for all you know intents and purposes and so that comes with its own set of challenges right and so and for me um part of that journey was was a couple of things staying true to kind of the core principles of of the company so making sure that you know, we're big believers in data integrity and data simplicity. And so, um, and so making sure that that those, those two kind of um, principles were really guiding every decision that uh, we were making about the platform and how we engaged with clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other, the other piece um, in terms of how it changed is really just starting to think about this kind of new realm of, you know, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur, right? And so part of this is, you know, how do we get the word out about this? Like, how do we, you know, and this is, you know, primarily a, a business, you know, a business tool. And so, which, you know, and, and tools that are designed for businesses, for organizations are, are more challenging to sell in the market. And so how do we get to the right stakeholders? How do we talk to the right people? How do we partner with the right organizations to start to even have those conversations with them about, oh, you need a platform for this or a platform is going to help you kind of uncover these things about your workforce, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so even, so that's been a very transformative journey because like part of me is like when this first started, and it's like kind of a little bit of every entrepreneur's journey, part of me when, when this first started, it's like, oh yeah, like there's going to be all these, you know, organizations are going to be, <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, you know, knocking our door down to, you know, to get this. And then it turned out to be, well, you know, there's a lot more effort that goes into kind of reaching out and doing the outreach and putting the word out there about 
what it is that you do and you know what it is that we offer and so so i on one side i was thinking that was going to be a very quick turnaround and actually it's it ended up being a longer turnaround not that we haven't witnessed tremendous successes i mean we were just recognized by ai magazine as you know one of the top hr solution providers um uh globally and uh have a great partnership with nonprofit hr uh, so, so those things are happening, and we've tripled our subscriber base. Um, so, so it just takes time to get there, and just kind of learning that patience. Like, okay, like sometimes you might have to have like you know two or three conversations with organizational stakeholders and decision makers to get them to a point on a level of comfort. Like, okay, like I get it. All right, we're ready to move forward, kind of thing. Um, mm. And so, so it's been a patience journey, a patience learning journey for me because, you know, and part of that's just cultural. We live in a culture where everything has to be done fast. Even our platform is designed. You can like take the assessment, you get your results immediately. So kind of on that one perspective, I'm like, okay, it's going to be quick. And then it's like, oh, actually it takes, it takes a little bit more time than you're anticipating. So that's been a, a learning journey for me. Mm, mm. I think that this would take a lot longer than what we have. <laughs> because I have so many questions, but I'm sure that people have questions too. So where can people reach you in order to contact you and, and ask you questions? Oh, that's a great. Uh, so people can reach out to me directly uh, via email, robert at the chain shop.com. Uh, so that's, that is my direct email address. And then also we have a contact page on the website, the chain shop.com. So mm -hmm. if you go over to, uh, contact, you can request a demo, um, you know, or provide comments and things like that. So those are probably the two easiest and fastest ways uh, to reach me directly. Oh, sweet, sweet. Well, I want to thank you, Robert, for being on the show. And thank you for bringing the change shop. And, and also, you know, this is amazing because this can bring change to not only you, the author, obviously it did, but to people who actually go on and you have those free resources and those tools. I do suggest that everybody go there, go and use some of those, those free resources. See if you, you know, if that helps you, if it does, I'm sure the book will help you. I'm sure the consultations will help you and you can get deeper into change. And I'm sure that 2020 is something that a lot of people making those new year's resolutions about. Mm. So let's just actually just like start now. Okay. Just start now and just get into the change because I mean, if you don't start now, you'll never get into it. It. it takes about 30 to 60 days for you to start changing anything anyway. Uh, so might as well start now. And I want to thank you again, Robert, for being on the show. It's been such All a right, pleasure having pleasure. you. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. And you guys, hey, don't forget to what? Dare to be different. Hey, all of the information about today's show will be right in our notes down in the description box. So all you have to do is copy and paste that into your browser and you know what to do. Go for it. Change is inevitable. All right, guys. See you next time. And bye, Robert. Bye-bye. <laughs>